Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome once again to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing on this Friday? This is the Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show for Week 12, as we have playoff games that are starting tonight in Alabama. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? This is the last week of the regular season for Georgia, and we did have some games that we're going to get into that happened last night. But first things first, you are listening to us on Southern Sports, JC Sports Network, WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And this show is brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Christie's Cafe, the Man in the Mirror podcast, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. I am so excited about this show because I'm going to have WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson, and I'm also going to have my broadcast partner and co-host Corey Bank as we are going to preview this massive Ace Charter Spencer game tonight at Otis Spencer Stadium. I am privileged to announce that we are calling that game. I am super excited about it and just want to thank 95.7 ESPN Radio for giving me this opportunity to call a high school football game on the radio, and I appreciate just everything that they have done for me. So let's go ahead and get right into the games that happened last night. So Schley County, they have rattled off seven straight wins. After a 1-2 and two start, Schley County goes undefeated in the region. They defeat Greenville 52-6, to and they are 8-2 and two overall, 5-0 and oh in region play. And Schley County could make a deep run in the state playoffs. Now let's talk about the Manchester Blue Devils, who did lose to Schley County, but it was a non-region game. Manchester's had an incredible season. They squeak by and they get a narrow 14-12 win over Taylor County. And Manchester is 7-3 overall, 5-0 in region play. Other scores, Chatco evens their record at 5-5, 2-3 in the region by beating Central Atalbaton 55-0. And then Macon County gets the win over Marion County 23-12. So the Callaway Cavaliers come in as one of the hottest teams going into the 2A playoffs. They started the season 0-3, and they have won seven straight. They go perfect in their region. They are region champs for 2A, region 5. And the Callaway Cavaliers defeated Landmark Christian last night 27-14. And I think Callaway can make a deep run into the state playoffs. Quay Whitfield one of their top players, and he is a candidate for High School Player of the Year for West Georgia. So go out on my Twitter page. This is the only place that you can vote. My Twitter page, vote for Quay Whitfield from Callaway. The other candidates are Jamari Riley for Carver, Malachi Hosley for Northside, and Teo Todd for Troop County. 
Speaking of Troop County, you voted for it on Twitter. The high school game of the week is LaGrange at Troop County. Troop County's having a special season. They're going to get a number one seed in the playoffs. But LaGrange has to win this game to get into the playoffs. There is a chance that LaGrange could finish 7-3 and and miss out on the playoffs. They need some help. They need Trinity Christian to lose to Fayette County. They have the tiebreaker against Trinity Christian, but because they lost to Stars Mill and Whitewater, who play each other today as well, they lose the tiebreaker to Stars Mill and Whitewater. So you're going to have four teams in this region and five talented teams, and one of the teams is going to miss out on the playoffs. All right, so the brackets are set in Alabama for the AHSAA and AISA. And some of the local teams that are in the playoffs, you got Central, who has a number one seed. They won 7A Region 2. They're taking on Mary Montgomery. You got Fairhope, that is taking on Auburn. These are home games for Central and Auburn. Enterprise and Dothan also are in this region. They sneak into the playoffs as well for 7A. Dothan is on the road against Foley, and Enterprise is on the road against Baker. Moving down to 6A, I did not recognize a team from the Chattahoochee Valley, but maybe Benjamin Russell. They're taking on Hueytown. That is the closest team to the Chattahoochee Valley. And then in 5A, Faith Academy comes to Eufaula. And then Beauregard is hosting Maybury. Down in 4A, Hanley is hosting West Blockton. Of course, the Hanley Tigers won a state title in 2020. Going down to 3A, you got Southside Selma taking on Dadeville, who ended their regular season with a perfect record. And then you have Randolph County who's taken on Alabama Christian Academy, and they finish 8-2. and two. This was a team that only won one game last year. So congratulations to Randolph County. 2A, Lynette sneaks into the playoffs at 5-5. Five and five. They are on the road against Comer, and a Real Town is taking on Thornsby. Going down to 1A, Lochapoca is taking on Keith. And so in the AISA, you have buys for Lee Scott Academy and Glenwood as they await the winners of their games tonight. Glenwood will take on the winner of Morgan Academy and Atuga Academy. Over in Columbus, the big game that Corey and I are calling tonight at Otis Spencer Stadium. Ace Charter, who's 8-1 and one on the season, taking on the Spencer Green Wave. Spencer is having a historic season with a win. The Spencer Green Wave will win the region for the first time in the GHSAA. They have never won the region in, and so this is a big game. I'm looking forward to seeing that high-powered offense of the Spencer Green Wave led by their quarterback, Gary Gaithier, and they have athletes on the outside, including Tony Montgomery and Tyson McDaniels. I expect Gary Gaithier to use his weapons, and the Spencer Green Wave should get the victory, although Ace Charter is a very talented team, but I expect a lot of Spencer Greenway fans at Otis Spencer Stadium, and I'm excited to visit Otis Spencer Stadium for the first time. And I'm looking forward to calling a game up in that press box. Alright, other action in Columbus at Kennett Stadium. Kendrick is taking on the Jordan Red Jackets. It's been a tough season for both the Kendrick Cherokees and the Jordan Red Jackets. They have not won a game in 2A, and they will be taking on each other at Kennett Stadium. You've got Hardaway on the road against Bainbridge, one of the top teams in their region. And Shaw is down in Albany, taking on Westover. If Shaw wins, they're in the playoffs as a number three seed. Hardaway should get in as a four seed if Shaw beats Westover. Harris County is taking on McIntosh in Peachtree City. 
And Northside's on a bye, but as they roll into the playoffs as winning the region for 5A with an 8-1 and record, and Carver is also on a bye. Other action in Columbus. The St. Ampicelli Vikings are looking to win their first region title in the GIAA. They are hosting Westfield School at Dimel Field. And you have Brookstone traveling up to Noonan. They are on the road taking on Heritage. So good luck to all the teams in the Chattahoochee Valley. I am excited. And now I will reveal my final top 10 for the year in the regular season. I'm not going to do a ranking when we come into the playoffs. This is the final top 10. So here we go for the final time in the 2022 season. Number one, the Central Red Devils. Eight and two. A statement win over Auburn, 38-17. to They're number one because they can win a state title. I believe they're going to be there in Auburn on November 30th, taking on Thompson for the state title. They take on Mary Montgomery tonight in the first round of the playoffs. The Central Red Devils has got stars everywhere. A.J. Harris, T.J. Parker, Carmelo English, Jalen Epps, head coach Patrick Nix has got something special. Number two, the Auburn Tigers, 9-1. and one. Their only blemish was to Central. They've been playing great all year. They take on Fairhope in the first round of the playoffs. Could possibly meet Central in the semifinal game. Number three, Lee Scott Academy. They are on a bye this week. But the Lee Scott Academy Warriors with a perfect 10-0 season. And Lee Scott could be on a collision course to take on Glenwood. In Montgomery on November 17th. Number four, the Hanley Tigers. Hanley is taking on West Blockton in the first round of the playoffs. And Hanley could be one of those teams that could make it to the state title game for 4A. Could even win it all. They did win it in 2020. Number five, Lochapoca. I keep saying the Pokeway is working. Jack Patterson's been saying that as well. Head coach Rico Newton, he came out during media days back in July. It's state title or bust. Lochapoca is 8-1, and one, and they're taking on Keith in the first round of the playoffs. Number six, Realtown. Realtown, 8-1. and one. I think that their impressive win was over Highland Home. Realtown actually lost their first game to Tallahassee. And then when they beat Highland Home, that put them on the map. And Realtown takes on Thornsby in the first round of the playoffs. Number seven, the Beauregard Hornets. And my word, Beauregard taking on Marbury in the first round of the playoffs. Beauregard, 9-1 and one on the season. I'm very impressed with what Beauregard has done. Number eight, the Eufaula Tigers. An 8-2 and two season, and they're taking on Faith Academy in the first round of the playoffs. Number nine, the Glenwood Gators. After getting an impressive victory over Chambers Academy, Glenwood is 7-3, and three, and they are on a bye, and they will take on the winner of Morgan Academy and Atuga Academy. That's happening this weekend. Glenwood's going to host a playoff game, and they are one win away from making it to the state championship, which they're on a collision course to take on Lee Scott Academy in the state championship. But I'm very impressed with how Glenwood, they started out 0-2. It's because they scheduled tough. And since then, 
They've won seven of eight. The Glenwood Gators have a very special dual threat quarterback in Dallas Crow, and he is a candidate for high school player of the year. And number 10, Chambers Academy. The Chambers Academy Rebels. They are taking on Escambia Academy in the first round of the playoffs. Now let's go over to Georgia. Number one, the Troop County Tigers. A 9-0 record. They've wrapped up the first seed in the playoffs. And they're taking on their crosstown rival, the LaGrange Grangers, who need this win to get into the playoffs. It is going to be a battle tonight at Callaway Stadium. And Troop has been the most impressive team all year for all the teams in West Georgia. Number two, Callaway, and I moved them up in the rankings. They won last night. They're now 7-3. and three. They win the region, and they got momentum going into the playoffs. Number three, the Northside Patriots, a 9-1 and one record, and they win their first ever region title. They're on a bye this week, but they should be hosting a playoff game come next week. Number four, the Carver Tigers also on a bye with a 7-2 and two record. They shut out Doherty last week. They wrapped up the number two seed in their region, and they're going to host a playoff game next week. And I think the Carver Tigers are starting to find their niche. I think that Jamari Riley has done a great job as the running back, and he's actually a candidate for high school player of the year. So go out on Twitter and vote for Jamari Riley the Carver Tigers are trying to duplicate what they did last year in 4A, making it all the way to the state title, but losing to Benedictine. Number five, the St. Ampicelli Vikings. St. Ampicelli, they have an opportunity to win their first region title in the GIAA, and they have got a tough task against Westfield School. It's going to be electric at Dimel Field. And St. Ampicelli, I got them on my list here at number five. Number six, LaGrange. Now, I had to drop LaGrange in my rankings because even though they beat Trinity Christian, they've had some great wins. They're 7-2, and two, and they could possibly miss out on the playoffs if they lose to Troop County tonight. But LaGrange has been an amazing team all year. They're just in a tough region. Number 8, Schley County, and they did win last night. They're 8-2. and two. They can compete for a state title. Number 9, Manchester. They're 7-3. and three. They can also compete for a state title. And then Brookstone, I have at number 10. They're taking on Heritage tonight. That's going to be a tough matchup. But Brookstone, also one of those teams that could make a deep run in the playoffs for the GIAA. Well, that was my final rankings for East Alabama and West Georgia. All right, I think it's about that time to bring on my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank, as we are going to preview this Ace Charter Spencer game tonight at Otis Spencer Stadium. You can catch the action on 95.7 ESPN Radio. I am super excited about calling a high school football game on the radio. All right, we'll be back with Corey. Yeah! Stick around. Welcome back to the show. On the show, I got my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank. Corey, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We have been given the privilege to call the Ace Charter Spencer game tonight on 95.7 ESPN Radio at the brand-new Otis Spencer Stadium. I cannot be more excited. This is a huge opportunity for both of us. I know that our regular season has ended for the high school game of the week on the CW Jabama, but it feels like we're getting a second wind calling these games. Richard. It truly is an opportunity of a lifetime. This is something that I've been thinking about since I was a child. And I can't believe we're going to have this opportunity tonight, Richard. 
Well, calling a high school football game on the radio is a lot different than TV. One, you've got to be more descriptive. Of course, talking about the plays like and, and we're pretty descriptive on a TV broadcast, but uh, this is a big game for the Spencer Green Wave. History could be made tonight. If Spencer beats Ace Charter, they will be region champs for the first time in school history since the establishment of the GHSAA. And we're talking about 42 years in the making. The entire South Columbus community at Spencer and at Otis Spencer High School tonight are going to be celebrating. And I cannot wait for that moment. But they have got a tall task. They have got to beat Ace Charter, a team that's 8-1. and one. They've only lost one game in the region, and that was to Northeast. And so Spencer has got a lot on the line. So, Richard, tonight I got the star analysis for your Spencer High School Greenway. We've got quarterback Gary Gaither. He is a dual-threat passer. He is comfortable in the pocket. He steps up into his throws, and he's consistent with his reads. When the defense gives him zone coverage, he will expose it. He can get outside of tackle box, has incredible speed to extend plays, and his agility allows him to throw the long ball, fly routes, flag routes, and he has the ability to throw medium routes over the field, has capabilities of throwing slant patterns, and when he's able to survey the field, when the holes are open, he can run up the middle. So the guys that he's going to be targeting tonight in this game, he's got dynamic targets. Wide receiver to Marcus Horney, Tyson McDaniels, Keyshawn Sampton, and Kalen Brunson. Every one of them is a great athlete. It looks like they are interchangeable. They've lined these guys up in the slot. They line them up in the X and Y spots. Every one of them is a great athlete. And at one given time can do jet sweeps. And when they find a crease in the defense, they have that it factor and terms of home run speed big play capability and once they get into the second level Richard they got the shake moves to take it to the house all three of them are dynamic in their own way, way. so you also have a defensive line for the Spencer High School Green Wave team Vishon Moody London Lias Jelani Drake this defensive line is stout they fire off the ball fast and they are clogging, they're going to be clogging up the holes all night long for every one of the ball carriers and create havoc in the backfield. Absolute beasts. All three of them, very tough to block in the trenches. And the Griffins from Ace Charter, they have a very talented running back who had 21 touchdowns on the season, Aaron Davis. That Spencer Greenwave defense has got to find a way to stop Davis to try to get the victory tonight. It's going to be a tough task, Corey but I believe that the Spencer Green Wave are up to the challenge. They absolutely are, Richard. And so on this on this Griffins team that they'll be playing in tonight, you have to highlight their key players. They got Caleb Starberry, quarterback. He's a pocket passer indeed. So he likes to survey the targets, and he is very precise in his throws with a ratio, touchdown-to-interception ratio of 17 touchdown passes three interceptions on the year. So 
he's very methodical with his reads and dynamic indeed pairing him up with Aaron Davis. That's incredible. So Aaron Davis, like you said, dynamic runner. He hits the holes very hard, but then once he finds a crease on the outside, he's able to be in the lead contributor in tonight's game. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, guys who you're going to have to be looking out for, and every one of these linebackers seem to be their leading tacklers. You got linebacker David Rudell, Gavin West, and Will Crowder. Every one of them are great run-stuffing linebackers in between the tackle box, and they can roam sideline to sideline. Very good football IQ. So it's going to be very interesting for this Green Wave team to step up playing against the Griffins because they got such talented linebackers. It's going to be a battle of the trenches, but at the same time, the Green Wave, in my personal opinion, have an edge on the outside with all their dynamic receivers, and then they got linebackers that are talented of their own. They got TJ Cochran, Khalil Wright, and ball-hawking outside backer, who is a great coverage linebacker, Antonio Wilson, Richard. Corey, I am excited about this game tonight. It should be a great crowd at the brand-new Otis Spencer Stadium. Have you ever been there before, Corey? I have never been there. It's going to be a great opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. Now, I just want to warn you that the elevator is going to be out, so we're going to be taking those seven flights of stairs to get up to the press box. That stadium is massive. I actually watched them build it, and it's really in a – prime location near the campus of Spencer High School should have a lot of fans out there and just to enjoy what could possibly be history in the making tonight at Otis Spencer Stadium. It really is. This will be the first title that they've gotten with their historic franchise for the school. Corey, as always, it is a privilege just to have you here on the show with some game analysis, and I'm looking forward to calling this Ace Charter Spencer game with you tonight on 95.7 ESPN Radio at Otis Spencer Stadium. Always a pleasure and looking forward to this opportunity tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope this is not the last football game that we're calling this season. If there's an opportunity for us to call playoff games, I'm, I'm down. How about you? Of course. Love this game. Passionate, avid football fan, sports fan for that matter. And this is everything that we've been looking for. We appreciate the communities giving us this opportunity, and we will make them proud. All right. That was my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank. We will be right back with WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson. You don't want to go anywhere. We're going to have Jack. We're going to break down some of the other high school football matchups going all over the Chattahoochee Valley tonight. We'll be back with Jack. And we're back. And on the show, I've got the brand new sports director for WRBL. Jack, I am so happy to announce that here on the show. I've got Jack Patterson. Welcome back to the show and congratulations. I appreciate you, Richard. It is great to be back on, man. It's been a long time coming. All right. Well, I'm excited that you're on because this is the first week of high school football playoffs in the state of Alabama. We have one final regular season in the state of Georgia. So let's go ahead and start with Alabama. You've been working hard on the prep zone. I mean, this is really the most exciting time of the year because we have playoffs. 
And uh, right now, we've talked about how tough 7A Region 2 is. We've got four teams left, and they're all on the one side of the bracket. We're going to start with Central because they are hosting Mary Montgomery at Garrett Harrison Stadium. They are in the bracket, and they'll take on the winner of Enterprise Baker, depending on if they could advance. And then you've got Fairhope and Auburn. And then, Jack, how surprised are you that Dothan made it out of this group and, and, Opelika, and, Inter- and uh, Opelika and Prattville are staying home? Honestly, Richard, I'm not that surprised. I've been saying all year that this region is a gauntlet. Somebody was going to – remember at the beginning of the season, there was like six teams from this region that were in the top ten in the 7A polls. And at some point, you just knew that there were going to be good teams that were not going to make the playoffs. And, you know, you hate it for a good team like Opelika or Prattville. You know, we've seen how good those teams can be. But it was just a matter of time that, you know, the filtration process, you know, you've got to play each other at some point and, you know, kind of cancels everything out and somebody's got to go home. There's only four playoff spots. So it's not surprising. You know, it's just it's just the nature of this region, Richard. And looking at this side of the bracket, it looks like we could possibly see a semifinal matchup between Central and Auburn once again for the third season in a row. And, Jack, you've been covering Central and Auburn all season. How incredible would it be that Auburn would get a rematch with the Central Red Devils? They only had one loss all year. It was to Central. And they get another rematch, possibly. And then next up is staying at home, November the 30th at Jordan-Hare Stadium, possibly against, I don't know, Jack, I'm guessing either Thompson or Hoover, but Maybe a team like Bob Jones or Vestiva Hills could surprise some people, but I'm just getting excited about the state playoffs. I mean, what do you think? 7A is always a wild time in Alabama. It's it's the best of the best in the state, and you're talking about, you know, the South Regional is always crazy. And, you know, Central Auburn, they've always managed to find, no matter how their regular season went, they always managed to find themselves facing each other in the Final Four. And you know Auburn wants back at Central after their only loss of the season coming to the Red Devils. And you know the Red Devils are looking to put the exclamation point and punch their ticket back to the state championship. Both of these teams want a shot at a blue map. Auburn wants their first one. Central wants another one. So you definitely, definitely know that both of those teams are going to bring their best as we get ready to get started in the playoffs. All right, Jack, let's go down to 6A. I was going over the bracket in 6A. I didn't really recognize a team from the Chattahoochee Valley. Maybe Benjamin Russell might be the closest one, but I do recognize a lot of familiar faces from Russell County's region to include Pike Road, Wetumpka, Carver, Montgomery. Uh, What do you think about 6A, and do you think that Clay Chalkville could repeat again? They absolutely could, and it's no surprise that you see a lot of good teams from Russell County's region, you know, and, you know, just to say something about Russell County right quick, you know, we had a lot of high hopes from them, but, you know, Injuries, especially in the high school ranks, injuries can derail a season very quickly. And that's what happened to the Warriors this year. Not that they're a bad team. It's just when you get the injury bug and you can't shake it off until late in the season. I mean, that's just sometimes the cards are dealt. But as far as that region goes, it's one of the better regions in Class 6A in the state. And don't be surprised if you see a couple of those teams make deep runs in the playoffs. 
All right, Jack, we're going to go down to 5A because there are two teams from the Chattahoochee Valley that I do recognize here. Eufaula is taking on Faith Academy, and Beauregard is taking on Mabry. How incredible has the Beauregard Hornet season become this season? Yeah, I mean, it is incredible, Richard. You're talking about a team who a couple years ago, they were just getting one or two wins a year. And you're talking about them hosting a home playoff game in the first round and very nearly could have won the region title. So it is incredible what Justin Jones has done with that program. And it's all about the blueprint over there. And the blueprint is working. It is working. And it's incredible to see. We haven't seen Borgard in this position since they went all the way with LaDamian Webb back in, I want to say, 2016. So it's been a while, but it's a good thing to see that the Hornets are back in the postseason once again. And then you talk about Eufaula. Year one under Jarrell Jernigan, you know, you could have it could have been expected that there was a fall off, you know, making a head coaching change. But there has been Eufaula hasn't missed a beat. You're talking about a team that just knocked off a number one team in Early County over in Georgia a couple of weeks ago. I mean, this team seems to be clicking right now, and that's dangerous. I, you know, don't be surprised if you see Eufaula make a run here as well. All right, we're going to go down to 4A, one team I do recognize from the Chattahoochee Valley, Hanley, playing West Blockton. They won the state title in 2020. Do you think the Hanley Tigers out of Roanoke can make a big run in 4A? When you're talking about Hanley, you're always – the expectation is for them to make a deep run. Is no – is they've always made deep runs. You know, of course, they had that title run. I don't see it where they don't make a deep run. It's the expectation there now. It's just like a Central or Auburn. You expect to make deep runs in the playoffs. That's the same thing at Hanley. This team has been well oiled, a well-oiled machine for a long time, and I've seen nothing to, that they've strayed away from that. Two teams real quick in 3A I do recognize. Dadeville had a perfect season. They're kind of on the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley. And how about Randolph County finishing 8-2? and two? They only won one game last year. What an incredible season by Randolph County out of Wadawi. At bounce back season, Richard, you know, you're looking at teams, you know, we've talked about so many programs that have seen their fortunes change and Randolph County is just another one of them. And Dayville's always been a good program. You know, it's just putting it all together. And the fact they go uh, a spotless regular season, that's great. But now you've got to do it in the postseason. And it's a lot harder to do it in the postseason. So great seasons for both. But now, for Randolph County is what can you get done in the playoffs? And then for Dayville, can you get it done when it matters the most? And how dangerous is the Lynette Panthers sneaking into the playoffs at five and five? Head coach Clifford Story has got them on the road taking on Comer, but they had a very strong end of their season, and the Lynette Panthers are once again in the playoffs. You know, Coach Story told us earlier this year that he's got a really young team, a really young team, okay? And there was going to be some growing pains involved, you know, but he feels like that the the nucleus that he has right now is going to produce state champions down the line. So, you know, it's unusual to see Lynette in a four spot. We haven't seen that in, man, probably six, seven years. But it is huge that this team still found a way to make the playoffs and that this that this team is going to get that playoff experience right now as opposed to maybe next year. So, you know, they, Comer is a really good team, 
It's going to be hard to go to their places, steal a win. But if anybody can do it, Lynette can. We've seen Coach Story do it plenty of times before in the past. So don't put it past them. But at the same time, I think this will, we can look at this game as kind of like the building blocks for something greater down the line. And we've got to talk about Lochapoca. State title or bust. That's what head coach Rico Newton said. And the Poca way is working. They've had an incredible season. Uh, they, Of course, they, they did lose to Maplesville. They are the two in their region. They're going to be taking on Keith in the first round of the playoffs. But how incredible has uh, Lochapoca been this season and their Auburn commit three-star running back J.C. Hart? The poke away is alive and well, Richard. You know, you see this team, you know, you said it. Rico Newton at East Alabama High School Media Days back in July said that it is state title or bust. And a lot of people didn't really believe him. I'll be honest. I was one of them, okay? You know, we were like, you guys were a four seed in the playoffs last year. But Coach Newton knew what he had building at that, at that program. And he's made a believer out of myself and everybody else. Like, this team can make a run. This team is built to make a deep run, okay? J.C. Hart is phenomenal. Jamarion Satterwhite has been fantastic. He's going to be in the uh, North-South All-Star game. You know, they've got dudes over there at Lochapoca, and they play together, and that is the most important thing, especially at a small school like Polka, to be able to bring that team together. This team is dangerous. They did fall to Maplesville, but Maplesville is a very, very good team, okay? There's no shame in falling falling against them. It's what do you learn from that game and how can you build back to it? Because if you're going to make a run at the state championship, odds are you're going to run into Maplesville once again. So I got high expectation for expectations for Polka this year. And of course, we have the three private schools in the AISA playoffs. Chambers Academy, Lee Scott Academy, and Glenwood both have buys this week. Any one of those teams do you think can win a state title? All of them. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, Glenwood that's is going to play. Well, you're looking at Glenwood taking on Lee Scott Academy. Uh, that could be a collision course in Montgomery on November the 17th, a massive game. Absolutely. And I mean, to be honest, that's the game I want to see. To see that rivalry on that stage is going to be absolutely insane. And Chambers Academy, you know, the rumors of their demise were greatly exaggerated. You know, a lot of people thought that after they got uh, shut out by Lee Scott to start the year and they had another loss after that, that, oh, well, this isn't your same Chambers Academy. And then they've ripped off, just gone. I think they've gone one seven straight since that point in the season. Like, these guys are, you know, don't sleep on them. You cannot sleep on Chambers Academy. If you do, it's on you. All right, Jack, this is the final regular season in the state of Georgia. The Prep Zones High School Game of the Week is Ace Charter at Spencer. If Spencer wins this game, they are going to be region champions for the first time in school history. And I am so looking forward to just being there at Otis Spencer Stadium with you, Jack. As, uh, I actually have the privilege to actually fill in for legendary broadcaster Carlos Williams for this game. And it really means so much to me to actually call a game in Columbus at the brand-new Otis Spencer Stadium, which I've never been to yet, but I've seen pictures, and that place looks phenomenal. I believe the Spencer Green Wave Nation is going to pack that place, and we're going to witness history tomorrow night. Absolutely, Richard. Number one, the stadium is beautiful, but it's quite the hike to get up to the press box, so 
bring your walking shoes, okay? It's like about six flights of stairs. <laughs> but but this game is almost 60 years in the making for Spencer, okay? We're talking about a program that has a proud, proud, proud tr- tradition of history when Otis Spencer was the coach. And even afterwards, you know, they haven't been the greatest program, you know, in the city of Columbus, but it is a proud, proud tradition. And, you know, the Spencer fans will let you know about it. And it is a massive, massive game that's going to be in their backyard at the school named, I mean, at the stadium named after their former coach. The opportunity to make history. It, it, it seems like it's a storybook ending. Now, keep in mind, they're facing an ace charter team that loves to light up the scoreboard. So the defense got to come to play, and so does the offense, okay? But we know we from what we've seen with Spencer this year, their defense has been nearly lights out. They've been one of the better defenses in Class 2A. And that offense, Gary Gaither and all those guys, if they can get things going, it could be a history-making night for the Greenway. And we have another big game at Callaway Stadium where – LaGrange is fighting for their playoff lives. I mean, we talked about Region 7A in uh, Alabama, but this region, 4A, where you have five incredible teams and one of them is not going to make the playoffs. LaGrange could finish the season 7-3 and and miss out on the playoffs. Troop County's having a historic year. They win the region title for the first time since 1987. We all love Teo Todd. I actually watched him in person. He is a highlight reel. I love how you just describe him on the prep zone, but this is a must-win game for the Grangers, and it is going to be absolutely bonkers at Callaway Stadium up in LaGrange. Bonkers is a word, Richard. Like, that place is going to be absolute insanity on Friday night, and you said it. It is a win-or-go-home game for LaGrange. LaGrange has to win this game to have any shot of making the playoffs. And that is the byproduct of those close losses to Whitewater and Stars Mill earlier this season. Those They lost both of those games by probably a combined 10 points. You know, but at the same time, those losses are, you know, have the Grangers in this situation where you've got to go beat your rival who's been playing at a historic level and you've got to beat them to have a shot at making the playoffs. Man, and... This LaGrange team is very, very dangerous. I will say this. They they will probably give Troop their biggest um, test of the year. And, you know, I know I know the records kind of might say otherwise, but seeing this LaGrange team play, they are so, so talented. I mean, Jalen Brown is a fantastic quarterback for them. And then they have so many weapons. You have um, Malachi Fan and Render. You have Magic Johnson, that wide receiver, just so many weapons for that team. So I don't sleep on the Grangers, but their time is now. They've got to win this game. I I, I I don't know if you could put, you know, who's going to win this game. Because like we said, Tail Todd has been a cheat code all season long for Troop County. And he's got a wide array of weapons as well. Quay Birdsong, who could do it on both sides of the ball. Quay Moss has been fantastic for him as well. So much talent. Javari Fannin, another guy that doesn't get enough love. There's so many weapons on both sides of the ball for True County. It won't be easy for LaGrange. I know it will be a fantastic game, though. 
All right, Jack, before I let you go, we have got to talk about your alma mater, the Shaw Raiders. Once a Raider, always a Raider. My girls will eventually go to Shaw if we stay in the area. And uh, we're we're Shaw fans. Uh, I know that we are in the media and, and we don't want to be biased to these high schools in Columbus. But what the Shaw Raiders are doing is just an incredible story. And if they beat Westover, I believe they're in the playoffs. I mean, you only have five teams in their region. How many teams out of that region make the playoff, Jack? Four, four teams to make it. So here is the situation. I had um, Shaw coach Blair Harrison on the prep zone preview earlier this week, and he kind of broke it down for me. If Shaw wins, they get the three seed. If they lose, it bring, it creates a three-way tie for third place. And then you got to go to tiebreakers and, it, you know, matters on how many points each team scores and all that good stuff. I I was never good at math, Richard, so I have not gone through those yet. You know, I'll go through it if I need to. But um, so basically you got Shaw versus Westover with Hardaway on a bye, and Hardaway is going to be the biggest Shaw fans on Friday night because if they win, then Hardaway gets the four spot by virtue of their one-point win over Westover a couple weeks ago. So – Big, big game going down in Albany at Hugh Mill Stadium. Our friends down at South Georgia Television will hook us up with the highlights. So we'll have those on Friday night. But a massive, massive game. Shaw hasn't been to the playoffs in a few years. And in the light of everything that program, that school has been through, to make the playoffs, to be a three seed, would be a huge, huge accomplishment. And also, I know that Carver and Northside aren't playing this week. But as they prepare for the playoffs next week, how far can uh, Carver and Northside go in the playoffs? As, let's start with Northside. I think Northside is a sleeper, a sleeper pick. I, a lot of people are not going to real look at them because, you know, uh, especially statewide, a lot of eyes don't get placed on our side of the state for some reason. I don't know why. But, you know, I think Northside will surprise some people. Malachi Hosley is a problem, okay? And whenever he has the ball in his hands, he's the whole dang show. So, and they and Northside has a ton of talent all around on both sides of the ball. Don't be surprised if we see, you know, Northside making a run, maybe to the Elite Eight in Class 5A. And from there, anything can happen. This team is good, and they're a one seed. They're a region champion, first time in school history. So they're guaranteed at least two playoff home games as far as they go. So definitely got to keep an eye on the Patriots. And then as Carver goes, I think Carver's hitting their stride right now. And that should frighten everybody. You know, what we saw the other uh, last week against Doherty, shutting them out 27 to nothing. Like, I anticipated that game to be close. I didn't anticipate Carver, A, winning by 27, and B, shutting out an offense like Dory. So to see what Carver beat a 2C, that means they're going on the road likely in the second round, and that is a nightmare scenario for whatever 1C runs into them. Jack, by far, this is my favorite time of the year. Playoffs in Alabama and Georgia. It's coming for Georgia. I know we are in the thick of it in Alabama this week. And Jack, as always, I just appreciate you being a guest on the show. And and really just giving my listeners some of that high school knowledge that you've become an expert because I watch the Prep Zone every week to prepare for this show. So thank you for doing a great job on the Prep Zone. No problem, Richard. Appreciate everything you do, man. 
All right, before I let you go, Jack, can you tell all my listeners where they could find you? Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at TV. You can follow the News 3 Sports team at WRBL Sports on Twitter, WRBL News 3 Sports on Facebook, and then you can catch us on TV, WRBL News 3, the CBS affiliate here in the Chattahoochee Valley. We got you covered all week long. The Prep Zone comes your way Friday nights at 11.15 Eastern. Thanks, Jack. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.